Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. The pass intercepted. Lincoln Cure has it, and there's nobody around. It's going to be a pick six for the sophomore Cure. 10-5, touchdown, Goodland. To the pros. Step back three for Key. Bang! He got it! What a shot! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Good dig by Mitchek. Mitchek wants it back. She goes up, swings, and gets the kill in the middle. And that will be the match. Beerman, Fumerol, set to block when you're the swing. And the kill down the back line will win it here in set number one. Shotgun, Fields looking, floats it. Left corner of the end zone. It is handled by DJ Moore. Touchdown, Bears. He's a one-man wrecking crew. Herbert in the backfield. Fields, pump and throw. Touchdown, Cole Komet. A little hot sauce on that one from Fields. And the Bears are pouring it on in this first half. Fields takes the snap, looks, he throws. And it's caught by DJ Moore down the sideline. There's nobody there streaking to the end zone for the touchdown. Commanders looking for their first touchdown of the night. Play action to the right. Hal throws back of the end zone. Caught touchdown. Logan Thomas. The Commanders on the comeback trail. And with that, we say good Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC. AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online at nwksradio.net. And the Rockingham app. Glad that you're with us here on this Friday morning. A cool start of 48 degrees and going to be a cool day today. Highs only expected to reach the upper 50s, lower 60s, and possibility of some freeze uh, coming to the area here tonight. So be prepared for that. Full show ahead today. Connor Nickel of S3 and K Preps in his usual time slot. Friday's at uh, 7.30 Mountain, 8.30 Central Time. We'll stop by the program, get his thoughts on local sports throughout the region. Uh, we'll talk a little regional college football and NFL in our final segment, make our picks as well, see if I can get back on the train. I start out the year hot, have been on a downfall ever since. See if I can find a way to get back going uh, with my picks uh, this week which uh, begin tonight, of course, with uh, K-State football and Nebraska football, uh, both playing on a Friday night uh, here. So we'll get to all that coming up in today's show. We'll talk a little bit about Thursday night football. Last night, the Bears picking up a 40-20 to win over the Washington Commanders on the road. That was the first win of the season for the Chicago Bears. And on top of that, it snapped a 14-game losing streak for Chicago. Um I don't even know what to say. There's a lot of there's interesting storylines. You know, the, the great Dick Butkus passed away, and it kind of makes you wonder if he was smiling down upon the Bears, who have really struggled uh, for a long, long time here recently. And there's all kinds of questions about the head coach and the coaching there, and of course Justin Fields, and uh, it's just one of those deals uh, that's that's hard to pin down. But the Bears looked really good yesterday. Um, against the Commanders. Uh, DJ Moore, the wide receiver they traded for from the Carolina Panthers, went off for the first time as a Bear. He had over 230 yards receiving and three touchdowns. 
Too bad I'm playing him in fantasy. Gonna dig, that's a big hole to dig out of. But nonetheless, it makes me feel good for Bears, for the Bears and the Bears fans, for them to get their first win in what what dating? Oh, three. I saw it was like 357 days since the last time the Bears had a victory. I mean, it's, that's almost a year. Or sorry, 347 days. Yeah, because like yeah. So it, it, it's 362 days a year. I think it was 357. Actually, it was like five days away from being a whole year since they had finally gotten a win. So. Congratulations to the Bears. I don't know if the Commanders were sleepwalking into that one or what, uh, but the Bears certainly took advantage of it. And this time, the Bears, who got off to a fast start against the Broncos, held up better in the second half uh, to get the 40-20 win. I think the Bears' offense can possibly put up some points. I think they can do that. Can the defense get some stops? That's going to be a big question going forward for the Chicago Bears. But they kicked off week number five in the NFL slate and the Bears get a 40-20 to victory. Uh, also last night, some high school volleyball. Uh, Hoxie won both their home matches on senior night, sweeping Phillipsburg and Trigo two sets to one. And the Goodland Cowgirls picked up a pair of victories last night in their league uh, as they swept both Colby and Scott City. Uh, Colby lost the other match of the night to the Lady Beavers in straight sets. You know, watching the Goodland Cowgirls and, and kind of following their season this year, it has certainly been an up and down one, and the record would show that with that uh, going into last night, a 13 and 13 record. But they piece, they really put together some of their better volleyball. They've played really good at home, um, and they probably played some of their best volleyball. And I don't want to say their best, some of their most resilient volleyball uh, here last night. You know, they were especially against Colby. There was a couple of times, especially in that second set, Goodland found itself down by seven. Uh, at one point in time in the second set and were able to find a way to to dig themselves out of that hole, go on a huge run. I think they outscored Colby the rest of the way, like 22-6, to six, something like that, and uh, was able to get the win in set two and complete the sweep over over Colby. And, um, you know, Angie Brumbaugh was very, head coach for the Cowgirls, was very impressed with that, was very proud of the girls for digging out of that hole. She visited me post-game. You can listen to that stuff on our SoundCloud page. Uh, if you missed the interview, post-game interview with any of our coaches, we post the stuff there. But she was proud of that. She's she's happy with how they're playing. I think they come in. They've now won, I think, six in a row. They won, I think they won one at the Scott City Tournament over Wichita County. They swept the comp, or beat the competition up in Decatur Community to win to get to four. Now they've won two in a row to get to six. So six in a row. Uh, coming up here next on Tuesday, they'll have Hill City and Oakley. Uh, probably a good chance to win eight in a row. Uh, and then they've got a very tough league to go through because uh, I there's a thing about the GWAC this year, and, and and I think this also leaks into the substate bracket for high school volleyball at 3A is that it's it's wide open. Um, you show up and you play your best, you have a great chance of advancing. If you show up and, and aren't very focused and, and don't have the right intensity or energy, uh, it could be done early. You could be beaten out in the first round. I I don't know how much seating is really going to matter. Because I think it's going to be a lot of even teams. I know Hoisington is probably considered the favorite at this point in time. But at the same time, I think everybody has a chance. And that that you know that includes your, your Scott Cities, your Colby's. Everybody has a chance. If you can just piece it all together when it matters the most in the postseason in, in substate, you can make it you can make your way there. I really do believe that because I don't think there's any team that is just that much more dominant than everybody else. But we'll see coming up here in a couple weeks in Hoisington. That's October 21st is Substate Volleyball. The 14th, of course, is GWAC Volleyball. Uh, and so a week, uh, the last weekend off for uh, for, vo- for Goodland Volleyball, really, 
uh, and for a lot of very volleyball teams before postseason play, league play comes up, and then postseason play coming up here a couple weeks from now. Uh, speaking of high school volleyball, there is some action tonight. Tri- Shylin has a uh, triangular with Western Plains Healy and Tri Plains Brewster. Uh, Saturday, Rollins County and Golden Plains going to be playing at the Hill City Ringneck Volleyball Classic. Uh, so they'll be going to Hill City for that. Also, Saturday, a little cross-country. Lakin has a cross-country meet. I believe Goodland will be running there. I tried to find results from the Mid-Continent League. Uh, cross-country meet yesterday. Did not see anything that was posted. Uh, don't want to certainly forget that today postseason play begins for area girls tennis athletes. Tennis regionals begin today. Athletes from Colby, Goodland, Greeley County, and other regional schools will be competing in Phillipsburg over today and possibly into tomorrow if you have success today. Uh, look for Colby's Hayden Bellamy to have a great showing. She's been playing great as of late and looking to make her way back to state. See if she can get some uh, more placing medals there at state. So uh, look for her to have a good a solid week, uh, or sorry, a good couple days up there at Phillipsburg. And, of course, we cannot forget that tonight it's week six of the high school football season. A uh, couple of really good games in the eight-man ranks. Four and one Hoxie playing at three and two Hill City. Hill City coming off a big upset overtime win at Quinter uh, this past week. Does that moment, and then Hill City, who's had a couple of their best players, I think their top running back and especially their quarterback, have been injured to this point in time. They're going to be making their way, I think, back to the field possibly, uh, possibly tonight. Now they haven't practiced practiced a whole lot. Uh, since they've been injured, so I don't know how much of an impact they'll have, but Hill City is a quality opponent within these backup kids that are getting chances to play more are certainly making it tougher for the opposition. And so Hoxie at Hill City, and friend of the program, Lance Barr, his team off to a 4-1 and start, and a win tonight will make it win number 100 for him. So that's exciting to see for him. I, I, I look back at Lance Barr, I remember his first year was like one of my first years here in western Kansas, so I always kind of compare Coach Barr to that. On another big eight-man game, probably the biggest game in the region tonight is 5-0 and Rollins County at home hosting 4-1 and Quinter. Probably the biggest game. And these two were on a collision course uh, for this week and probably possibly going to be unbeaten until Hill City, once again a shorthanded team, kind of found themselves with these backup players and were able to pull the upset over Quinter. I mean, and that was the game, once again, where Hill City did not lead until the final play of the game. So Rollins County hosting Quinter. Coach Shromick, Aaron Shromick, a, phenom- a phenomenal head coach and a friend of the program. Uh, he's got his Buffaloes playing fantastic, and they've got a huge test tonight at home there at Massacre Canyon, which should be a very entertaining football game. And I expect it to be really, I expect it to be a good ball game. I would. So those two games there, Hoxie at Hill City, going to be a pretty solid game, but Rollins County hosting Quinter, a really great game. And I don't want to forget about Wallace County at Victoria. Kyle Gefeller, big fan of his, his playing days and his coaching at Wallace County. He's got a tough test taking on a Victoria team that I know that uh, you know has, has always kind of been a thorn in the side for Wallace County in the history, but Wallace County always finds a way to play Victoria tough. And uh, this, should, this ought to be another great game between these two programs that know each other very well. But Wallace County at Victoria, a physical game, an entertaining game. Should be really, really good one, that one happening over there east of Hayes. But Wallace County at Victoria. So really two fan, two to three really great eight-man football games, at least on paper, here tonight. Uh, there are some other regional games. include St. Francis hosting Logan Palco. That could be a good game. Both teams haven't been great this year, but uh, a win is on the line. Decatur Committee hosting Stockton for homecoming. 
Shylin, uh continuing kind of their 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 back half of the schedule, which isn't as tough as the first half. They host Western Plains Healy, a good chance for uh, Coach Walden to get some of his backup players in more than likely later on in that contest. Weskin will host Chase County. And Golden Plains will host Tri-Plains Brewster, which ought to be a decent contest in six-man football. Uh, still, the Oakley Plainsmen and Jeff Hennick looking for their first win here in 2023. They're on the road at Ellis. Ellis has been a solid upstart program, and this is the last year, at least for the foreseeable future, that Ellis is going to be an 11-man team. They're dropping down to eight-man uh, coming up here next year. Uh, so this might be the last. This, I always consider this to kind of be a, a rivalry game, Oakley at Ellis. And it always seemed like, you know, a good, geez, what, set 10 years ago. Now that this game was always a big one to decide the district. Um, it hasn't been the same uh, for the, the, that the last couple of years, but Oakley and Ellis meeting tonight uh, on the gridiron run 11, man. And, of course, we cannot forget, last but certainly not least, it is the 103rd meeting between the Goodland Cowboys and the Colby Eagles tonight at Denon Field in Colby. In a ball game that I, I look at, I, I was looking at the Massey ratings this morning. Once again, the Massey ratings, uh, they kind of give the spread and what they predict is going to be the score here. And, you know, they were they were pretty close on the last two. When, when Goodland and Colby both took on Holcomb, they were pretty close on the spread for each of those games. I don't agree with the spread in this one, though. Uh, and looking at the Massey ratings for Colby and Goodland, and uh, looking at that right now, the Massey ratings think that uh, Colby is a three, t- just shy of a three touchdown favorite over Goodland. I, this is no offense to Colby. I'm a, gr- I, I love Coach Mosier, both Coach Mosiers. I'm, I'm big fans of Ryan Mosier and uh, with Coach Jordan Mosier. I like both of them a lot. Uh, they're good guys, but I, I don't think it's that wide of a spread. This is going to be a way way more closer football game. In fact, I think this game will be the closest that it has been since I can remember. That's what I think. I think it could be a game that we go to overtime in. That's that's what I think. I think it's going to be an extremely close football game. You look on paper and you watch the film, both teams are about the same. You've got both teams that have offensive lines that have struggled at times this year to really get the run game going. They've shown ability to make big plays through the passing game thanks to big targets for Goodland Lincoln Cure, for Colby, Casey Giesenhagen, and, and uh, Guy Tubbs. They've, they've shown that ability. Uh, and defensively, you know, Colby's been a little bit more solid defensively, but I do believe, and the numbers would show that Colby's been better defensively, but I believe that Colby has played a much weaker schedule than Goodland has at this point in time. Colby has two wins against two teams that are now a combined 0-10. Um, whereas Goodland has played a combined record of opponents, I think that's like 17-8. and And I think Colby's is a combined record of the opponents they played is like 13-13 and or 14-13, and something like that. Now, once again, that's all based upon the transitive property. It doesn't matter. But like I said, I think this game tonight is going to be extremely close. I think you're going to see a couple of very evenly matched opponents tonight there at Denham Field. I just, I just, I see that right now. Neither team, I think, can really get their run game going because of of lack of push up front of the offensive line. I think they'll be able to get a couple of big plays through the air to to score some points. I just, I just think it's so. It, this this type of game comes down to who wants it more. Who wants it more? Who wants to be there? It's going to be a crisp, cool night. 
Not cold, but crisp and cool. The coolest game that either team has played in so far this season. Temperature is going to be probably around, I don't know, I'm guessing probably 50, upper 50 degrees when it kicks off. Going to be a crisp, cool night. Who wants it more? Who wants to be there? Who wants this game? I just I go back to, and I've said this before to many people, I go back to the, the, the drink scrimmage here at Goodland uh, back a few weeks ago. And Colby was here, and Goodland and Colby got to meet. And I don't know what was said in the huddle prior to Goodland's defense going out there to face the Colby offense. But something was said, and whatever it was, it worked. Because Goodland played like their hair was on fire. And it's the first time, I don't know, and, and probably the last time, I've seen them play with that much intensity and energy. And they got to bring that again tonight. And Colby's got to do the same. It's going to come down to that. Who wants this more? Who makes the least amount of mistakes? Because if you're Goodland, you go out there and you have five turnovers, it's hard to overcome that. So I, I once again think tonight's game between Goodland and Colby will be really, really good. But it comes down to who wants it more. Who has that energy and intensity uh, that's going to carry the team through the four quarters and who is going to limit their, their mistakes? Whether that's penalties, in particular turnovers, that kind of stuff. It's going to come down to that kind of game. I would be really surprised if this game is not close all the way through four quarters. Because I believe both teams are very even across the board. Colby's got some great playmakers on the outside. They've got a great running back in in a Zane Betts who, if, if he gets going, that's trouble. So if you're good, you got to find a way to slow him down. Down And he's been great against some weaker opponents and struggled against the better ones. But he's a really good back, and they'll find a way to get him the ball out of the backfield. Like I said, they got two big targets to throw to, and, and Casey Carroll, the quarterback, does a great job. He's a lefty. Uh, looks pretty good back there in his first year starting. And for Goodland, you have to find a way to get your playmaker the ball. Simple as that. And if you can't get the playmaker the ball because he's got three or four guys all over him, then you have to have other people step up and make plays. Simple as that. Have to get other guys involved. And those other guys that are getting involved have got to make plays so that they can take the pressure off of the key playmaker, once again, in your best player on the field, Lincoln Cure. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Cowboys find a way to, to get the ball in Lincoln Cure's hands more. You know, I don't, I don't care how they go about it. Jet sweeps or... You know, snaps to him. I don't care. Get the ball in the hand of your playmaker and let him go to work. That's what I want to see. You know, and then, you know, defensively from Goodland, I, you know, I want to see that bad man, Red Irig, all over the field. I think he could have, because he's going to be going up against um, a little bit of a, a smaller, undersized offensive line. And I think his aggressiveness at the defensive front could really be good uh, for him. And then he could be in the backfield giving a lot of, uh, problems to Casey and Carroll possibly because that's the thing you got to get pressure on Carroll because if not he'll light you up he will light you up and he's got two big targets he didn't have to have perfect thrown balls to put him in the hands of Gies and Hagen and Tubbs those guys they got big hands and long arms and they will go get it and they can run after the catch they're highly athletic once again I just I think before we get out here and get to a break I just think that tonight's game between Goodland and Colby will be the most competitive one that I can remember I think it comes down to the last quarter, maybe the last couple of drives, especially if both teams play with great intensity, both teams play with uh, limit their and limit their mistakes. 
I think this team, this game is evenly matched. Nothing like what the Massey ratings think with Colby being a three-touchdown favorite. I don't see it. Unless Goodlin finds a way to turn the ball over five times again, which they've done before. But if they can find a way to hold on to the ball and uh, and just do what you need to do, I think this game is extremely even between the Eagles and the Cowboys tonight. We'll have coverage, and we'll have it covered all over the place. Our good friend Christian Peck Demick will have a coverage of Colby's broadcast on 100.3 The Ride. I'll, of course, have you here at Fort Goodland on 1025 Rock, starting at 5 o'clock Mountain Time with Goodland Game Day. I look forward to tonight's 103rd meeting of the Colby Goodland rivalry. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, Connor Nickel waiting for us up next, talking lots of local high school sports as well. You're listening to the Morning Blitz on a Friday. <laughs> 